Talk, everyone. This is episode number 51. I'm your host, Adam Stachowiak. This show features in-depth, one-on-one conversations. Sometimes they're live, sometimes they're not, with founders. And today's show is not live. Uh, I'm joined once again by the uh, ever-famous Sam Sofis. Sam, you're you're no stranger to this show. I, I kind of felt like we... Um, like I, I almost had to, to help close this chapter for you a bit or maybe open a new one for you. Who knows? But uh, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks so much. This is this is great. I can't believe it. We're, we're doing another one. Four, right? I mean, this it's is crazy. This is the the first. Well, you, you were the first uh, you know, person to be on three times. And then obviously now you're the first to be the fourth. That's good. So I'm you, honored. You have a crazy story, Sam. I mean, like. <laughs> We episode one kind of opened it up, uh, or part one, you know, part two kind of talked a little bit about product, you know, what you were building at mm-hmm. that time. And at that time it was, you were like knee deep in open source and cheddar, which you were still knee deep in open source and whatnot, but you since sold cheddar. Uh, we talked a bit about, uh, you know, some of your past story where, um, you were, uh, engaged, things happened. You know, you talk personally about, you know, your life and a, a lot of people who follow you really took to part one and part two. And then obviously part three followed up with you joining Seesaw and, you know, being VP of product and or was it VP of engineering? Engineering. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I figured you turned into a product designer versus a product engineer. <laughs> so I wasn't really sure what what uh, you got crowned with there. But, you know, people have like listened to all three shows who've become fans of you and fans of what you're doing and. You know, you're kind of you're kind of out there with your life, so I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I like to. I don't know. I have nothing to hide, so I usually I'm pretty open with most things. So it's good. It's it's crazy. I didn't expect you know like you asked me to chat, and I was like, yeah, sure, and didn't expect it to kind of turn into a four part series. But this is great. <laughs> so what is it? Uh, this isn't on my agenda for the notes, but since you mentioned it, and this is just a conversation. This is uh, you know, it's not live. It's not in front of a live studio audience. It's being recorded, so we do have a chance to edit a few things out. But we, we probably won't because Sam is just cool like that. But uh, <laughs> we're doing it uh, like this nonetheless. But you know, what has it done for you to be as open as you have been about things in your life, both personally as well as professionally? I, I think um, it's, a, it's a big thing for my like personal motivation. Um, I mean... I, so like I, I say a lot of like, you know, what I'm working on and things I'm doing and if I don't like, you know, mention anything for a while, I feel like, you know, someone somewhere might care and be like, I wonder what, wonder why he hasn't shared anything in a while. So, I mean, I know there's probably no one that's like following me that closely. I'm like, oh, he hasn't open source something in three days. Like, what's he doing? You know? Um, but I don't know. It's kind of like uh, people like notice what I'm doing and it keeps me accountable to my own standards that it's like, you know more public. You know, like I have my, uh, fat.sof.es. It's like my weight graph from my Fitbit scale. Right. Um, cause I'm trying to lose weight and like exercise more and, and stuff. And, um, you know, it, even though like no one really looks at it, which is fine. Like it's, it's there and it's public. So it makes me like more conscious of it. So I don't know. How did, uh, uh this is on GitHub. So, I mean, as a, as a fan of open source and a uh, big contributor, so you open source this. I mean, did you hack a, an API for this, or you said it's from your Fitbit? I have a Fitbit too, so I'm kind of curious what you did to do this. Yeah, they have a. There's like a Fitbit API, so um, 
it's just a little Sinatra app that like pulls in the data and caches in Redis, and then there's a nice chart.js to like draw the graph. It's I mean it's really basic because um, like Fitbit has all this data, so I just like pull it in and show it nicely. Um, yeah, I I kind of wanted to make like a I've been working on this forever, like a a website to show like everything about me, you know, like how many songs I've listened to, how many keys I pressed, you know, like everything. That's crazy, man. Um, that could be a business, like, I mean, especially in this biometrics kind of world we're getting into with the, you know, Fitbit, right? I mean, a couple years ago, Fitbit didn't quite exist the way it does. And now, you know, I've got friends who have Fitbits that I would have never expected to have even an iPhone because they weren't, they just aren't techie or geeky. It's just technology mm-hmm. has infected and injected every nuance of our life, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it was it was going to be kind of a variation of that was going to be what I was going to work on after Cheddar and then didn't uh didn't get to it. So, maybe someday. But maybe someday. Well, speaking I guess of past projects, um you've you've turned a new a new page. You you recently got married. So, first, congrats to you and Ellen. Thanks so much. For yeah. that was just how what like a week ago, 2 weeks ago? Uh, I think we're going on like this is like week three. I think you should know it down to the day, so, right? I mean, it's not maybe it's four. You're, you're still in month one. It, you should know like eighteen days or seventeen and a half days to the hour. I should. Maybe. Well, the seventeenth is our one month, so there you go. We're we're almost there. Close. So yeah. merry life, right? I mean, it's a it's a good thing, right? It's great. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, you know, just. Uh, this is her first week back at work, you know, so like the honeymoon's over and we're kind of like getting into the the rhythm of things, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been great. You know, we uh, took a road trip from Kentucky to San Francisco and along the way stopped at a bunch of places I've I've lived uh, to, you know, like see some friends and, you know, show around places I've been. And um, it was a really good time. Uh, and now we're, you know, I walked her to work on our first day and like, you know, it's just like 10 minutes from our apartment. So it's uh it's a big adjustment for both of us, but it's been really great. Taking the the trip together, I, I guess you know that's what married life is about is is uh, is becoming vulnerable to someone else and then doing life together uh, through the thick of it. Yep, yep, yep. And she gets a, a front seat to your lifestyle. So how does she feel <laughs> about that? Uh, yeah, it's funny. She's really supportive, um, which is amazing. Like you know, I quit my job at Seesaw like, two days before the wedding. Um, and she was like totally on board, you know, wasn't like nervous about it or, um, you know, she was like fully supportive and, and, uh, you know, we, we had kind of like, you know, I've sold a bunch of, I've sold my stuff, like all of my stuff a couple times now. Um, I'm kind of losing track. I, it's funny. Like I go to Ikea and I don't even like go to the showroom. I just like go to the, the warehouse and like, cause I know, you know where, things, where are. things are at. Cause I have like, Oh, I bought this dining room table like four times now. Yeah. I know right where it is. <laughs> I don't even like look at the instructions. I just like put it together. It's, it's kind of out of hand, but we decided we only wanted to get furniture we really liked and not like, you know, Ikea you know whatever we can afford right now. Yeah. So we have like our mattresses on the floor and like a chair and like we, we ordered this like super amazing Jonathan Adler couch. I like have wanted for years. Um, and she's like really on board with, you know, like our apartment's like super empty and probably sounds like echoey in here. Cause there's like nothing in this room. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun to like, you know, kind of, you know, I got rid of all my stuff, and we kind of are building up together um, with what we both want. So it's it's really it's really good. Do you mind if we tell the story of of uh, SF to Kentucky, the change there, and what brought you mostly surrounding the what brought you two back together? I kind of like want to, uh, as much as you want to, obviously share with the listeners 
uh, your road to Ellen, basically. Sure. Um, yeah, so my best friend in high school, um, who actually I made my like first like product I sold online with, um, which was Countdown Maker. It was a Mac app. Anyway, um, he is now married to her sister. Uh, at the time, they were like dating in high school, obviously. Um, so like I'd go and hang out with him because like he was in college, like in Lexington. So like he'd come back for the weekends and want to hang out with you know his girlfriend and hang out with me. So we just like hung out together at uh, at her house, and Ellen was there. Um, so like we got to know each other like you know for years and years and years because like you know Christmas time and, and whatever whenever we were back in Louisville like you know we'd all we'd all hang out um, and we had kind of like dated a little like you know several years ago and it didn't really work out because I had just moved to Oklahoma and um, you know not being in the same city is like pr- pretty tough so we reconnected. When I was back, um, my mom was moving back to Louisville briefly, so I like helped her move. And, and while I was there for that, uh, we hung out. Like Ellen and I hung out briefly. Uh, we started talking on the phone a lot because I was back in San Francisco still, you know. And uh, it was like, well, you know, I'd really like to date you. And she was like, yeah, I'd like to date you too. So I was like, well, this won't work if we're not in the same city. Um, so like one of us should move. And she's like, okay, well, I'm only gonna move if I'm like. I'm going to marry you kind of serious. And she's like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm that serious too. And I was like, cool. So, um, she came out to visit a couple of times and then I went back to Louisville and like proposed and then moved. So it was like real, like we kind of like decided on like a phone call, like, cool, we're going to get married and this is going to be awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> Cause like we had like known each other for so long. We're like, okay, cool. So we went on like two like official dates before we, uh, actually got engaged. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it's pretty crazy. So yeah, I moved to Louisville. I'd only been in my new apartment for like three months or something. So that was like pretty painful, but I ended up getting rid of it and um, hung out in Louisville. And my mom actually ended up moving away from Louisville. So like I ended up taking over her apartment, the one I like helped her move into when I like reconnected with Ellen, um, which is kind of funny. And then uh, after the wedding a couple weeks ago, we packed up all our stuff and moved out here. So it's been it's been wild. <laughs> There's a couple things that you've said in there that, that we can key off of. Uh, I'll make a couple points. We can go whichever direction you'd like to. But one, it seems like you've become a professional stuff seller. <laughs> uh, two, uh, you're, not, um, you're not bashful about making decisions quickly, but being stern with that decision. Um, you know, for example, you knew Ellen for a while. Um, you know, you just told the story and all that. But at the same time, you quickly came to a conclusion that this was the next step for you and it was the best, it was the best uh, course of action. And even her too, following suit to, to say basically yes over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. So like stuff is just stuff, you know, like none of it's like that special. I I don't really have too many like sentimental things. Um, I mean, that's stuff I usually have hung on to, but, or at least some of it. Um, but I mean, most of it's like, you know, a couch or a TV or whatever. Like, who cares? I'll, I'll just get a new one if I really like need a new one. But a lot of the time, you know, it's like, I don't need one. So like, you know, whatever. Or I had a couch I really liked and Ellen didn't really like it that much. So I was like, oh, whatever. We'll just get a new one. I don't really like, you know, and like right now we don't have a couch because like we haven't, uh, you know, like 
it's not here yet because we paid for it and it's going to take forever to get here. Um, but it's fine. Like, you know, we can survive without a couch. You know, it's not a big deal. So I don't know. I mean, especially like when I was trying to do nothing magical and or cheddar or whatever and like sold all my stuff to like have a little extra money and, and focus. Like it was really cool. And then later I decided I actually really wanted a couch. So I went and bought a couch and it was, you know, it's whatever. Like, I don't know. It's not a big deal to like buy and sell stuff. Um, to me, I don't know. It's cool that you guys both, um, have that perspective of stuff is just stuff. You know, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, um, it, people get, attached to things of this world and think they really, really matter like stuff. And, you know, when you die, you can't take that couch with you. Right. So totally. what what you can take with you though, is the love and memories that, I mean, theoretically, obviously that you can take <laughs> the, the love and stuff that, uh, that you've accumulated here to, to someone, to somewhere else, if you're a spiritual person or whatnot. So, I mean, focusing on relationships is, is I think core to humanity, but people tend to get, focused on stuff and it jades that perspective totally yeah i mean and most of like what i enjoy most is like making things and you know, obviously like outside of you know being with people i love so you know it's like i don't need a bunch of stuff i mean like i'm not gonna like sit in my apartment and watch tv that's not like something i do very often so like you know i'm totally happy like sit on the floor and you know make something on my computer then you know have a bunch of stuff in my apartment so i mean it kind of you know on both levels i there's there's really no reason for me to be attached to things. Um, granted, I really enjoy nice things, so I guess it's kind of why I, I go in cycles of not having stuff because I don't need it. And they're like, well, actually, I really enjoy stuff, so maybe I'll get some more. <laughs> um, so I've come in and out of that a couple times. Um, but and I guess as far as making decisions, you know, I'm usually like, I'll think about it. And I, I remember, this is kind of funny, I used to like get in trouble because my mom would like, like when I was like a little kid, you know, it's like she'd like tell me something and I'd be like, no, or like, you know, give an answer real quick. She's like, you don't even think about it. And I was like, no, I totally did. Like, here are the reasons, you know, like here's point A, B and C, you know, on, on why this is the answer. And she's like, oh, well, you need to like, you know, communicate that you've thought through these things instead of just like give your answer. It's like, OK, well, doesn't everyone like think this quickly? I don't I mean, I don't really like think it's, you know, odd because it's how I've always done things. And it's caused problems, like, in my earlier, like, when I was, like, 18 and had my first, like, programming job, you know, people will be, like, they, like, propose something, and I'd just be like, no, that's dumb, you know, and I'm like, why, you know, like, you didn't even think about it. Um, so, I don't know, I mean, yes, I guess I did. I here's point A, B, and C. Yeah, you know, it's like, totally, like, here are the reasons why your idea is stupid, you know. Um, so, you know, I guess I think, th- think things through, like, pretty quickly, or I don't know, like, if it's, you know, different than how everyone else does, apparently, I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean, I'll just like, you know, evaluate the options and like land on a decision and cool, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm usually I'm like, rarely do I like second guess, you know, a decision I made. I mean, occasionally, you know, like, I guess that has its pros and cons, but, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, totally open to admit when I'm wrong, but, you know, usually I'll just kind of evaluate the situation and pick something and, you know, do it. There's no sense in being kind of like, why am I thinking about this for a month? And then, you know, not be real confident in my decision. Like, I'll just like, you know, do it. Sometimes people get paralyzed by indecision. I mean, making decisions quickly is just as bad as never making a decision at all, you know? Totally. And, and, you know, if – I mean, just because this is the fourth time you've been on the show and and listeners can literally go back and listen to part one, two, and three, and then now four, (laughs) they can see how your quick decision-making has changed and impacted your life 
um, you know, they can see that through the story you've told about your life and what you've been doing and you know, everything from cheddar to nothing magical to open sourcing things to um, mo- moving back and forth, selling stuff, getting married, you know, all these different things have, uh, have, are, I guess are effects or evidence of, of the impact of you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess something I, I was just, you know, as you're listing those things, I was kind of thinking through like what all these things have in common. And I guess part of, you know, like open sourcing cheddar, I thought about it for a couple of days and I was trying to figure out like, why did that take a couple of days versus, you know, why didn't I just do that? Like on the spot. And I, I couldn't really give a good reason one way or the other for like the, the choice. And it wasn't ever like, well, this one just feels right. So I'm going to do that. It was, you know, here are the reasons why, you know, so I guess, mo- I mean, I'm a very like, you know, concrete thinker as far as, you know, like, you know, facts and logic and, and whatnot. So, you know, um, I'm never happy to just like, I feel like this is the right decision. So I'm just going to like go with that. And I feel like feeling the decision is right. takes a lot longer than like, here are the facts. So I, that's what I'm choosing. Um, I, I guess maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Anyway. So I guess since you mentioned that, reflecting back on the past three shows, you know as well as as um, anyone else that listens to those what's in those shows. What what do you think about where you've been, what you've been doing, and where you're going now? Yeah, I guess the only uh, occasionally, like when I think about like the past couple of years and what I'm doing now, I'll think about like the offer at GitHub comes up a lot. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I should have done that. And like, like occasionally, you know, and then I'm always like, you know, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. Cause like, you know, historically I'm not good at working for someone else or I mean, I don't enjoy it long term. I'd rather be making my own things. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy with decisions I've made and, and where I am. And, um, yeah, I mean, life is really good. So speaking of, of GitHub, do you think that chapter is completely closed for you? Is is there some reason that you sound as if when you say that, like as if it's not an option ever again? Uh, I mean, I could probably be like, hey, I really want to work here. And they'd be like, really? Would you actually stay? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Historically, the answer is no. <laughs> I don't know. You know? <laughs> so, probably not. I mean, <laughs> I mean, realistically, probably not. And they'd probably be like, well, we're not really like looking for someone that's just going to be here a year. It's like, no, I know. So, I mean, if it's something I really wanted to do and kind of change my outlook on things, it could probably, you know, work out. But it's not something I'm, like, interested in. Um, I mean, there are, like, amazing people in an amazing place to work. And, you know, if I had a different mindset, I would absolutely love to work there. But um, I don't think it's something that I'll do anytime soon or ever. I don't know. Now that you live in San Francisco, though, you are pretty close to those who do work there. I mean, not everybody... That's a GitHuber is right there in the proximity, but you know you can hang out with people at the office, or you probably you know cross paths at developer meetups, or you know whatever. I mean, does that happen often? Do you know a lot of people from GitHub that you get to pal around with? Yeah, I mean, most of my GitHub folks are like that I talk to are remote, um, like the the Mac folks and and when. Um, I have a couple of people, I have a couple of friends that live here that I play, play poker with and, and such, but, um, but yeah, I mean like, 
my uh, I guess I hang out with more people that work at Twitter than than GitHub. But granted, that's like a much larger pool of people. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of neat. Like everyone's here. You know, it, it's good to be back around like you know my people. Your people. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, in your so let's let's go there for a bit then, if you don't mind. Um, you wrote, well, I guess we can talk about Rune, uh, Rune just after this, um, but you have moved your blog to Rune, which is sam.rune.io, and you recently wrote a post called Onward, where you actually talk a bit about um, you and Ellen's move to San Francisco and you know the details around that and you know what, what you all have in store for yourselves there at San Francisco that, that you don't have access to elsewhere. What is that? Um, I mean, I guess like if I'm starting my own thing again, which I guess we can get to, you know, like there's investors and such out here. Um, and not that I'm really, really looking for investment, but I I heard, um, one of my friends explained it this way. It was like, you know, there's definitely investors in Texas and and Kentucky and other places I've lived, but they don't really understand like technology, you know, like apps and and whatnot you know so they're like i don't know about this like i've invested in oil and that's made me money you know or horses or whatever like kentucky has um and out here everyone kind of like gets it and it's not from like just investors but it's kind of like everyone you know so like i feel like things i've done like things i do are more appreciated um which is i don't know feels good um i mean obviously like the the weather is spectacular all the time um, you know, there's like, if you want winter, you can drive three hours to Tahoe and go snowboarding. If you want, you know, the beach, you can drive South a couple hours and like go surfing, you know, um, that's really awesome to like, you know, it's always perpetually spring and then you can like choose a different season to go to temporarily if you'd like. Um, and you know, like I have a lot of friends here and, uh, I don't know. It's really good. It's, it's nice being around like-minded people versus like the only person that's doing anything remotely what I'm doing, you know, I know like two other developers in Kentucky, um, both are, you know, amazing guys, but it's kind of, uh, depressing to be like, so like alone professionally. I don't know. And you get to mesh well with others that can speak your language for lack of better terms, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess one of the other biggest pluses, you know, it's like if I were to look for a a co-founder for something I'm doing, like there's a lot of people I could just go have lunch with, Versus, like, you know, in Louisville, it's like I can fly to meet somebody and hopefully they'll be interested and then fly home and we can work separately. Right. So. What about the, you know, one common thing that comes up with um, moving to San Francisco or that, uh, you know, Silicon Valley, that area of of the world um, is one, cost of living, two, traffic. And just the saturation of the job market, I guess it depends on your perspective. Like in your case, you're building something for yourself or, you know, your own thing. So it's a little different because you're not trying to get hired. But, uh, you know, what do you have to say about like cost of living, traffic and the saturation level of, I guess, the opposite side of what you were just talking about? Yeah, so it's definitely expensive. Um yeah, I'm paying more to live than I – like for my rent now, I could have a mortgage and a car in every other state I've lived in, which is absurd. Um, but that said, like you get paid a lot more. I mean obviously as a contractor, that's 
not as true, but like for salary, you know, um, you get paid a lot more, you know, it, it makes up for it and stuff on Amazon still the same price, you know? So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I always kind of like to, because like really the cost of living adjustment is like huge, you know, like it's, it's a lot. I mean, like I don't really know any engineers making under six figures. Um, so like, it's really not as bad when you kind of look at like, oh, wow, I'm making like way more, you know. And then as far as traffic goes, I don't really drive that often. Um, I usually ride my bike. So that's not really. Like is it actually a bicycle? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. With, with pedals. Pedals. You know, <laughs> mechanical. Yes. Actually, Manual uh, labor. <laughs> well, yeah, which, is, which goes along with the uh, losing weight thing. So it's good. Right. Um, I actually got hit. On my bike uh, right before I moved back to Louisville. Is that right? So, so it's been a kind of a nice break, but yeah, it was it was crazy. They, I they were I was like crossing the, like an intersection and I looked and like saw the car, but the light was red for them. So I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, let's just go because like they have a red light and they just totally ran the light and like hit me, like T-boned me, and I like did a full flip and like they like dented my frame and it was Whoa. like real, it was like real crazy. Um, my bike was like real jacked up. It's like a couple hundred dollars to get it fixed. And it was, it was crazy because I was on the phone with Ellen um, at the time, like with my earbuds. And she's always like, "That's you weren't paying attention. I was like, no, they ran a light. It like, totally wasn't my fault. Um, Don't you but know I was me? Like, I can pay like, attention to everything. <laughs> but I got hit, you know, and I'm like totally like in shock. You know, I kept like saying over and over, like, why did you hit me? Why did you hit me? Like, <laughs> I like couldn't, I was like shaking because I was like so like, oh man, it was crazy. I mean, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. I just laugh no, at, no, at it's, this. The scenario of, of you the whole time, that. she's just like freaking out because all she can hear is like a car hit me and like my earbuds fell out of my ears, you know, so they're just like dangling. Right. And like a couple minutes later, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, hey, I'm okay. I'll call you later, like into the into the earbuds and like, you know, hung up. Uh, my wife would kill me if I did that to her. She would be so worried. Yeah, she was like totally losing her mind. I was like, I thought I just heard you get killed. Like, we were, you know, just engaged and it was like, that was pretty funny. I mean, not really funny, but. I, I laugh about it. She doesn't think it's funny. Did you have any um, long-term injuries from that or any sort of like bumps and bruises that took a while to go away? No, it was amazing. I mean, I like my knee was kind of bloody, but besides that, I kind of like T-bowed. It's like how I landed, like one <laughs> knee down, you know? I guess it's the best, ex- you know, you, you can see what I'm saying. Um, it was crazy. I didn't wear my, it was the first day back from like proposing and like, I was coming back for a couple of weeks and then like moving back to San Francisco after that or to Louisville. So I like, Forgot my helmet because I had like put it away and hadn't been back for a while. So I was like the one I always wear my helmet. I had like forgotten it. So I did like a full flip, like, like, um, like a barrel roll, I guess. Not like head over heels, but like sideways, um, and landed on my knee, which is crazy because like that's people like on the side came over and I was like, that was incredible. Like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, which is amazing. Like, you know, I had it hit my head. I probably would have been like hurt pretty badly because they were going pretty fast. Um, so it was like, you know, really thankful, but so the dangers uh, yeah. don't lie in traffic. They lie in getting hit by traffic. They were like, Oh yeah, we're from New York and we were looking at the next light. We're really sorry. We hit you. And I was like, ah, jerks. New like, Yorkers in San Francisco. Uh-huh. I know. So they gave me like 80 bucks and left, which is like illegal. You know, you're supposed to give the insurance information. I didn't know. I was so like, you know, out of it. Cause I got hit by a car. Anyway, totally nothing to do with anything, but uh, yeah, I bike everywhere, even though I got hit by a car, so it's good. <laughs> Can't keep you down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I really enjoy um, I really enjoy biking, so it's it's a good time. So, 
obviously cost of living. We just talked about that. Traffic is a non-issue for you because you bike everywhere. I guess if you are hired somewhere and you do have to travel, what's the likelihood that if you're working within the city, you have to and you live in work in the city? Like, what is the cost of living versus having to like go places cost? I'm not not so much rough, you know, like actual numbers, but like you said before, just to kind of give you some perspective of my question is you couldn't imagine making less than six figures, which I would think that that would be the case for sure. Living out there, like it's like minimum wage is six figures, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It seems like to me, I mean, based on uh, a mortgage and a car as rent, right? You don't even own the place, right? Yeah. And it's probably like a thousand square foot, maybe less. Oh, that's a, a big place. That's a big I think place, we're about right? 700. 700, yeah. right. So, I mean, yeah. here, I mean, you can get 700 square foot, nice place, probably five, 600 bucks, which is probably like a quarter, maybe even one, you know, a lot less than what uh, number you're paying. Yeah, I owned a thousand square foot house in Oklahoma, like owned house, giant backyard, garage, you know, like house. And the mortgage is like 700 bucks. It's crazy here that it's like multiple times that and it's like smaller and like I have to pay several hundred dollars for parking as well, you know, and it's like that's a nightmare. So so it's not even worth having a car. Ellen needs it for work because like with her job, she travels a little bit like she'll drive. She's an auditor, so she goes and, like, drives to a company's office and, like, audits them for a couple weeks and then, you know, whatever. So usually it's, like, not in the city, so she'll have to drive. Yeah. Um, but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have a car. Because, like, as a software engineer, you, like, you got to get from your apartment to work. You don't really need to, like, drive anywhere unless you, like, want to go to Tahoe or something. Um, and obviously I work from home now since I'm a contractor, so, like, it doesn't, uh, you know, I, I never I never really drive. I had lunch with a friend in and Cupertino today. Otherwise I like wouldn't have driven at all this week. So, yeah. Well, let's, uh, I guess let's talk about some, some different stuff. We talked about, uh, your trip back to San Francisco and how you're excited about that and the opportunities there. I mean, I think what, you know, to kind of summarize that point and move on would be to that there's a high cost of living, but the, the access to the things that revolve around the kind of lifestyle you want to live, build the kind of things you want to build are, more accessible and closer to reach in that area of the world versus Kentucky, maybe even Houston, Texas, where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mentioned this a little in, in part one, maybe not, but I had kind of always like wanted to try it and like heard that, you know, this was like, you know, just like see people like this is where everyone is, you know, as far as like, you know, people that work at Twitter or GitHub or whatever. And I could only imagine if like knowing someone that works at any of those like companies I'm fans of, you know. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to like find a job and I'm going to do it. And in like less than a week of job search, you know, I like had an offer, you know, with a moving bonus and just like moved out here and, and did it. Um, and at the time I was like, you know, fairly unknown. I hadn't really done anything notable except, you know, Bible, my first app. Um, so, you know, I mean, like if it's something you want to do, just like do it, you know. Um, it's not, it's way easier than I think people think it is because like everyone is hiring like if you're you know a software engineer or a designer like you can for sure get a job out here like because like there's tons of startups and they're all hiring and it's like well if they fail whatever like you'll just go get another job because everyone's still hiring you know so the talent pool just kind of shifts and moves accordingly yeah i mean especially in like the tech industry staying somewhere for like three or four years is like super unheard of you know like that's a really long time 
Resumes um, are long. Recent experience is long. Like, so where yeah. have you worked at? Here, 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 and here. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of no one really like. You know, if you got one thing on your resume, that's like a bad sign, right? <laughs> it's kind of, it's just like, oh, that's weird. Like, did you like that? It's kind of like a red flag. Right. It's so exactly. like, ordinary. But it was like, oh, yeah, I've had a different job every like year to yeah, like, six months in the last like three years. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, so is everyone else. Um, yeah. So anyway, this, uh, so the past few shows have, uh, so the, I guess the rhythm of titling Founders Talk shows is person's name, founder's name, slash whatever they're working on. Or whatever they're most famous for at the, at this point in time, and I guess that makes the most sense when talking about you because it started out with nothing magical, part one and part two, and then part three with seesaw because you were moving on to there, and now I just titled this one. Uh, I don't think it's going to change, so if it changes, sorry, but uh, <laughs> as of right now, it's called onward, and I just figured that made the most sense since that's uh, your recent post on Rune about where you're going, and I want to tie that into the next piece, which is. How much you charge per hour, and the fact that you are hireable <laughs> and you have limited openings, even like you, you got most of them are most of your slots are taken up. Is that fake or is that real? No, it's totally real. I'm like, I, I might be overcommitted. We'll see. I'm kind of behind for this week already, but um, yeah, I'm doing. I have a couple like longer term or like bigger contracts right now that I'm I'm working on, and uh, because of my rate. I'll be able to take some time off once I finish my current commitments and um, work on, you know, whatever products I want to work on. I have a couple in mind I'm really excited about. Um, so I'm kind of just doing this to, like, build up some buffer and some savings and emergency fund and whatnot, you know, for my wife and I. And once we kind of have a big enough buffer, I'll just um, take some time off and work on a product. And if it doesn't take off, whatever, you know, I'll do some more contract work. Um, and I've, I've kind of found like the solution to making me happy while doing contract work. Cause in the past I've really not enjoyed it. So, um, now that I've kind of figured it out, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. So it's, it's good. We'll talk about this here in a bit, but I want to mention the fact that your, your doppelganger slash parody Twitter account. Um, I think it even tweeted about the fact that uh, what was it? Ultimate freelancing guide, and it's like, don't. Oh, I think I tweeted that. Maybe oh. they tweeted it too. Okay. I don't know. I was wondering yeah, if that was actually like one of your sites that you just haven't announced. No, no it's ultimatefreelancingguide.com dot com, and it just says "don't" in all caps. It's really great. Um, but uh, yet here you are doing yeah. consulting freelance. So, kind of what I do, not to get too like boring or technical, but um, I'll end up making like libraries that other apps like we'll use so like i'm working on some stuff for an app called over which is actually um created by a friend that i used to live with in in kentucky in kentucky yeah um which is pretty cool he lives in South Africa we before yeah well he lived with like he lived with me in high school for a bit which wow. is kind of crazy anyway small um, world yeah right so um i'm making a like a library that i don't have a like work on the application like they're integrating some of my like technology into their app um, to like you know save time and, and stuff. And then I'm working on um, an app with Drew Wilson called Footage. It's a video editor for Mac. Um, so I'm making like their full like effects engine for doing video effects. Um, so like two things that are like kind of my own project. I don't have to like you know work, work with anyone else, which is kind of nice. Um, so I kind kind of just do my thing and hand it off and. 
everyone's happy. So I'm enjoying it a lot. And those are, you know, two people I really enjoy working with, um, as far as like on a project basis with Drew and then, um, my friends over at over. So, uh, it's been really good. I remember on, uh, I can't recall which show it was that we talked about it, but I think it for a bit there, you were doing consulting for like a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, briefly. I only did one contract and I only got, I mean, for three hours. So, I mean, it wasn't that much money, but, um, yeah, it takes me a lot longer now to make 3000, but, um, yeah, it was terrible. I really didn't like it at all. So <laughs> don't recommend it. Uh, I mean like in theory, if it was going to be a bunch of like come in for a couple hours and like give my opinion and you know, that's all I'm working for the week. Like that'd be awesome. But finding those clients are like really difficult and they're usually like super high maintenance. So, um, find a sweet spot. Yeah. I think this is like where it's at. So I actually, you know, rune or not rune over and uh, footage are both like at my friend rate, not my, I probably even shouldn't say this, but my like pu- publish rate is like two fifty. And I've talked to a couple people and like have some stuff in the pipeline, but, um, this is funny. My two biggest ones are like less than, you know, hmm. I normally charge. Yeah. But that's right. They're both really good friends. So it's, it's fine. So you mentioned Drew Wilson, and I guess we talked a little bit about Rune. So that that kind of popped up, uh, I think, four months ago, maybe five months ago, was it? Half Something a year, like maybe that. even. Well, let's think. I did it. I wrote most of it in April. So, okay, whatever that is. Yeah. And and Rune, just to kind of preface that, is a is essentially it's a a writing platform. Is it a blogging platform or is it writing? What is it? Uh, how do you guys talk about what Rune is? We say it's the easiest way to blog. Okay. And where did this come from? Like, how did this this uh, I guess pop up to even become real? It's kind of a funny story. Um, I had overheard Drew, like we both spoke at a conference in uh, in Miami. And I'd overheard him uh, on a call with Josh Long about, like, they were talking about Execute and, like, it's like, oh, we should make a blog for this. And, like, I'm just over here, like, typing on my computer. And I actually just overhear Drew because we're in this, like, small room. And uh, he's like, yeah, I wish there was something better. Like, you know, everything's kind of too complicated and nothing, like, really looks nice. And, like, Tumblr's takes forever to, like, make pretty. And, like, we just need to make, like, a simple blogging thing. I don't know. Like, whatever. We'll just figure something out. And, uh, I was like, man, that's a good idea. I should make this. Um, like thinking to myself, like, you know, just tell it over here and Drew. And then kind of separately later, I was like wanting to work on a Markdown editor because I was kind of frustrated with IA Writer and wanted to do some crazy things. So I like started working on a Mac app and tweeted some screenshots. And then Drew DM'd me. He's like, dude, we should make a blogging app and there could be like a Mac app for it. And I was like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I overheard your conversation in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of like, we got excited about it and like talked on Skype for a couple hours and like, okay, I went and built it. So did he get upset at all that you eavesdropped on him? <laughs> no, he thought it was funny. Uh, so it's we kind of, I think that's funny. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine that. That's why I asked that. I, I could imagine he would not be upset about it. No, he said something hilarious. He'd be like, like Oh, that's cool. Like that's, uh, that's rad. Thanks man. Yeah, he's 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 so funny. Reminded me about that. He always has fun expressions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been really good. We've uh, taken it. I mean, we had kind of both had different things in mind when we started, and it's kind of come together with like you know the combination of our ideas. 
And it's turned out much better, I think, than if we had either of us done it on our own. So it's really good. We have uh, like our iOS update is coming out really soon for iOS 7. Um, so that's really exciting. And like the uh, working on the Mac app as well, that's a little slower. <laughs> um, Mac development's the worst. So anyway, um, it's a really fun side project. Like tons of people use it, which is kind of crazy because we don't really promote it that much. Like, you know. There's a lot of people using it, so it's pretty cool. Like, how many is a lot? Um, fifty thousand ish. Last I looked. Wow, that's pretty. Maybe good. Maybe it was ten. I forget. It was a lot, though. It was like double another product I was working on. Um, then like promoting the crap out of, it and like looked and was like, oh man, Rune has like all these people. How did that happen? So, well, um, an app like that though, it's a numbers game for sure, right? I mean, you're always going to have a lot. When it, especially when it's free, right? So totally. converting 50000 to paid may be the hard part. Yeah, well, and even then, like, there's, like, however many accounts, and then, like, a smaller percentage of that have actually, like, published a post. Right, or that, is that's active, like, yeah. Yeah, having, like, a published user is, like, a metric we track a lot. Um, so we have a couple... Um, we have one paid add-on right, paid add-on right now. We're adding a couple more really soon. So it's kind of like uh, pay if you want to, you don't have to. So it'll always be like free forever, but there's like add-ons, and we're hoping to like do pretty well with all the add-ons once we get a little more situated. So like the only one we have right now is custom domain, so you can have like you know samservice.com instead of sam.rune.io. Right. But I, I keep the rune one to kind of promote it a little. Marketing. Yeah. So That's smart. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, for you in your case, totally makes sense. To, to keep that others they're like eh, I'm not promoting your stuff for you yeah we have a lot of uh, a lot of folks that or maybe they will enjoy it like enjoy the custom domain so um someone's like their company website it's like the rune blog which is kind of cool so, so what's so. the what's the plan there i mean you kind of mentioned some numbers there in terms of how many you have and some lightweight paid features and potentially you know you mentioned Somewhere down the road, a Mac app, but then the iOS app and whatnot. So what's, what is the plan with this? Is it, I mean, because if you look at the design, I guess maybe the, the listeners of the, that, are, that know Rune and know you and know Drew and what you guys have built, it, I mean, it's in the same camp as, as something like Medium. So mm-hmm. how do you guys see what you're building versus what they're building and what the plan might be in comparison to what they're doing? Yeah, so... Leah Culver wrote a blog post recently. I think it was her, maybe someone else. But it was, uh, Medium is not your blog. It's like a place to share your writing. Right. Which I think is like pretty interesting. Um, and we had kind of like thought of it in a similar way. Because like Medium owns all of your stuff and it's very like this curated thing of pretty good writing. And we wanted to make more just like a blog that anyone can use that's less like, you know, closed off and... And whatever. So that's why we like give you subdomains instead of this crazy, you know, URL. Um, and yeah, then from the very beginning, that, that, the the medium URLs they're not very memorable. Yeah, it's kind of silly. I don't know why they did that, but yeah. Um, and then we have like from the very beginning, we added you can download an archive, like a zip file of everything you've ever written, all the images you've uploaded. Like here, all of your stuff is like in Markdown. Go take it and do whatever you want with it. So that was kind of. Uh, that was important to us to kind of like, this is more of like your yours and you can kind of, you know, do what you want with it and less of this closed off 
you know, thing. So there's definitely like competition in the writing space now that wasn't there that long ago. Um, and we had actually started working on, um, rune before like medium started sending out like a bunch of invites. We kind of like, Oh, I guess they're around now. They are allowed. Yeah, was, I thought for a while there, there was, I'm not really sure what the plan was for a bit. Cause you know, they kind of had their landing page for a bit and they were being a little elusive about it. And then it was like, Oh wait, we are alive. And, or it was only accessible to like super elite for a bit there, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, I used to be on subtle and it was the same kind of thing. Like I like subtle, but it's like, you know, you can't really get in and it used to be like, you know, it was cool because no one could get in. And then now it's like a lot more people have it. So it's like less, you know, cool. Not cool. Yeah. Once you hit the so, numbers, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, well, is funny. this a, is this a, I mean, considering, um, Yahoo, Tumblr blogging, I mean, there's obviously, um, you know, some profit to be made. I mean, when you talk about the numbers that, uh, uh, was, let's, I know his last name, Carl Torp, right? Uh, I can't recall his first name though. Uh, founder of Tumblr. No idea. Okay. Sorry. Then <laughs> scratch that. We can't edit that out because I, I'm too lazy to do it, but, uh, he made a lot of money. I mean, he yeah. made a lot of money yeah, in, yeah. in Yahoo stock now and then obviously crap load of cash too. So, I mean, there's an opportunity to potentially do something, but that's like an Instagram, right? You know, and so it's not yeah. going to happen every day. That's not really our goal. I mean, like the way Drew and I think about building things, it's more like we're going to build something we want to use and we're going to enjoy working on it. And if it makes a bunch of money, then that's awesome. And if not, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, I'd hope to break even on like, you know, server costs with add-ons and we're close-ish. Um, so, you know, if we can, if, if it can pay for itself and just run, I'm like, I'll be totally happy, you know? And if it makes us like a billion dollars, like I'll also be totally happy. So, you know, we're not like looking to sell it and the whole like point of it isn't to like get acquired. Um, it's just to like make something that people want. So I used to say, maybe I still have it somewhere, but I was like, I make products people want to use was like my bio for a bit, but I thought it sounded too pretentious. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of the goal is to like make something people want. It's not to, you know, get acquired or whatever. Well, I think written's pretty neat. I think you guys did a great job. And especially since, you know, you already had a lot of the, I know you did a bunch of crazy stuff with uh, Markdown parsing and whatnot with uh, with um, Cheddar, and so to translate that into what is now Rune and all the, because like the way I see you at least is like you move on to things that you've built on what you've done previously. So every new step for you is building on what you've done before. It's you know you climb stairs versus kind of going down this plateaued path you, you kind of build on your next thing is building on what you've done before yeah especially on on ios i think that's part of the reason i have so many open source projects because it's like every time i come up to a problem i'll solve it and make a thing for it and i can use it in the next app you know, like seesaw has like like a ton like most of the libraries we use in it are all written by me because it's like problems i've solved in the past and this is how i do things and you know that's how I'm going to do it again because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel every time. Um, but actually, the, like the Markdown stuff in Rune has like nothing to do with the Cheddar stuff. It's like completely different, actually. Oh, but, okay. Um, but it's still like the same kind of idea. We actually um, invented two new Markdown things, and uh, the GitHub folks merged it in. So sweet. It's like not super official, but it's it's kind of neat that it's 
like we added underline and highlight, which is wasn't really there before, so it's kind of fun. But what do you what do you do to do the highlight? Is it to, you wrap something in the span and class of highlight or something? Or there's actually a mark um, element in HTML5 oh. for so that's what we use. I I how did I get that? I, I was doing a span with a class, and someone, one of the GitHub guys, was like, "You should use Mark." I was like, "That's a great idea." That's what it is. You wrap it in so, Mark. Yeah. Oh. So I, I think by default it might have like a yellow background color style. I don't know. That's cool. But I mean, obviously we change it, but right. Um, so but yeah, there's actually so your think, signature yellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Drew added this little like, like blur around it, or like, um, it's like a outer glow or whatever. It looks really nice. But yeah, it's totally like. Yay, now I can, like, because I was like, I'm really unhappy that I can't use the highlight because that's, like, totally my thing, you know? And it's really cool now to see other people on Rune blogging and using the highlight. And I was like, this is amazing. This is how I want to read things. Like, I just want to read the highlighted parts if I don't really care that much, you know? Right. So it's it's been, uh, it's actually someone ported that stuff to, like, a JavaScript one. Or it's starting to, like, people are like the new stuff we added. So it's pretty cool. You mentioned Seesaw there for a bit, and I, I guess we can't kind of close your chapter here without mentioning the fact that, I guess we touched on it early in the show, that uh, two days prior to you getting married, you uh, left Seesaw, and you, I think one of your last projects there was, was Everlapse, and you'd mentioned that a lot of your open source was used there. What was, you know, what do you want to say about your departure from Seesaw and then just the fact that, you know, what you built there? Um, I actually came up with the name Everlapse. I'm, like, kind of proud of it, but... Um... I don't really think I've mentioned that anywhere, so I I got to get it in. Um, well, I, I really enjoyed working at Seesaw, and like the the team and everyone was really awesome. Um, I'm still like I hung out just the other night with with the one of my friends at Seesaw, so you know we're, we're still like on on good terms, um, which is really good to hear. You know, like they weren't yeah mad about it or whatever. Like yeah, you definitely didn't burn any bridges. Like you know, this is you know it's it's totally fine. Well, it's like you said earlier, if you don't mind me saying that, like. You know, on the burning bridges thing, like when you're younger and I I say that being someone in my thirties that when you're younger and you don't have guidance from somebody who's wise or have been born with a little bit of wisdom to realize you shouldn't burn bridges in the tech industry, you definitely should not burn bridges because you will absolutely cross paths with them at some point if you plan on making your career. So just to preface with that. Absolutely. So, you know, I knew that I wanted to leave to work on my own thing. So I was just like, no, not super, you know, excited about what we were working on anymore. Um, and I, I didn't want them to give me three weeks off and pay for my move. And then like, you know, quit in a couple months. Cause that's just unfair to them. Right. You know, Cause that's a ton of money. So it was like, you know what guys, like, here's the deal. Like, you know, I can stay some more, but I'm going to take three weeks off for my honeymoon or, you know, we can do this now. Like, obviously it would be easier for me if we like didn't do it. So I could continue to get paid. But if that's what you guys want to do, that's fine. You know, like, I, I want to do what's right with you guys. Um, and they were like, well, we can just, you know, be at the end of the week, you know, be done. I was like, cool. I mean, it works for me. So, um, yeah, we worked on Everlapse. Um, there's a new update coming out really soon that's like all iOS 7. And actually, Drew designed um, a good part of it, which is kind of fun. We brought him on as a contractor. Um, so, like, it was a really good, really good experience. And obviously, like, Drew and I don't work on it anymore. And they, they kind of took it over and made it their own. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was really fun to work there and everyone's really awesome, but I kind of like, we were making something that I wasn't that excited about. Like, I don't really need another social network. 
and that's kind of what they wanted to make was social networks. And I was like, I'd re I'm more excited about making tools that people want than like a new way for people to connect with each other. I mean, there's obviously people that want that and enjoy that, but that's not personally what I'm into. So it's just hard for me to stay motivated on stuff that I probably like, you know, won't really use. Um, so I'd already kind of had some, some, like the, I was talking with the over guys a little bit and they really wanted to like hire me. And I was like, well, like we could do some contract stuff if you want. So they're like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So it worked out, the timing worked out perfectly to just like leave Seesaw and start on the contracts with, with over. Um, so like financially that helped me like bridge the gap and make the transition. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really good. So sometimes the, the transition's a little painful, you know, from getting a paycheck to not getting a paycheck, but um, it wasn't too bad. So, so if uh, is what is your plan? I mean, I, I was going to say, is the plan to stay with Over for a bit? And I was like, probably not. So I can already answer that question on my own. But uh, I mean, what is you say that in your? I mean, since we're titling this onward, and this is kind of, you know, you getting married, stepping into new new areas, going back to San Francisco and whatnot. Like, what is next for you? So I have a 50-hour-a-month contract with Over right now. Um, we only have – we have to the end of October, like, already locked up. So it's, like, another month after this month. Um, and it's great. I mean, I really enjoy working with them, and, and uh, I'm fine to continue doing that. Um, but I kind of – I mean, like, that will kind of pay the bills. And, you know, doing this project – on footage with Drew is, uh, you know, gonna, you know, build up some buffer. And I'd kind of plan to just like back off how much work I'm doing. Cause right now I'm working like a lot, um, to kind of just build up some buffer. Um, so I plan to like back off and, and probably still continue to work for over for the foreseeable future and, um, work on some products I have in mind that I'm really excited to work on. And that's what I really enjoy doing, you know, is, is making new things um, and work on Rune and, you know, whatever else. Um, but I have a physical product in mind that I'm really excited about. So um, I'm really bad at hardware, so I'll probably take forever to make that. But that's kind of what's at the top of my list right now. Hmm. So Anything you can mention about that? I mean, obviously it's it ties in with maybe our common question that, that tail ends the show, but is there anything you want to mention about that physical product? Yeah, sure. So it's a uh, uh, it's a smartwatch, which I feel bad saying now because like <laughs> Samsung just introduced theirs and it's like totally not excited anymore. Um, they did it badly Apple, though. It, it's hilarious. Uh, Apple didn't introduce like introduce one yesterday uh, on uh, the new iPhone event. So I was really nervous if like if Apple introduces one, like I probably won't make it anymore because it'll be awesome. They didn't announce one, so I won't really say like what makes mine special because I feel like that would give away too much. But um, it should be really, really cool. So I have a couple friends that are designers that are like excited to work on it. Um, so everyone I tell about it is just like really excited about like when I tell them the specifics. So it's been really encouraging because it was kind of just like ah oh, maybe I'll work on this, and everyone I tell is like you have to make this. So. You know, it'll probably take a really long time, and once I get it, like, a prototype, I'll maybe Kickstarter or something, but, um, but yeah, it should be, should be good, so, 
I'm I'm just excited because like I'm totally in over my head. Like I don't know hardware at all, so it's it's fun to learn something like totally new. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Well, that's that's your mo, man. I mean, I don't know if you know that, but that's your mo is like being in over your head in a sense. I mean, not so much in a bad way, but I think you, I think you put yourself there purposefully. If I know you well enough, having done these shows with you and kind of getting to know you a bit, um, you know, I feel like you kind of put yourself there because that's where you thrive. That's where you grow. And totally, you know. You're comfortable being in that position, whereas somebody else may not be quite as comfortable being in over their head because they might prefer to under, you know, to kind of see what's ahead, you know, have a bit more of a peripheral on the horizon. Whereas you, you'd like to be right on the edge. Yeah, I mean, I can make iPhone apps, you know, for the rest of my life, and or I mean, however long iPhones around. But I mean, that's no fun. Like, I know how to make an iPhone app, and like I said, you know, I kind of use the same things every time, and like all of the hard problems. You know, our our. I mean, not all the a lot of the hard things are solved because, like, this is how I do it, and I'll just do it the same in every app, and it's it's lost its like excitement. So, you know, I remember like one of my first contract things when I was like sixteen or something. Someone hired me to make a YouTube ripoff, and I knew nothing about like you know video and coding and like servers and stuff. And like, I was like, cool, yeah, I can totally make this for you. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And I had, like, no idea. I told my friend my Meanwhile, friend you're Sam, like, I don't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> my, uh, my, friend, my friend Sam that, like, is married to Ellen's sister, you know, that, that kind of connected us, worked on it a little with me. And he's like, how did you take this? Like, you don't even know anything about video. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, we'll figure it out. He's like, I don't understand. Like, this is crazy. You know, like, and then it, like, he's like, you should worry more. And I was like, oh, I guess you're probably right. Like, maybe I should worry a little more, but, you know. I'll figure it out. Like, what's the worst that could happen? So, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, like, you know, I try to make a smartwatch and like totally fail and waste, you know, a couple thousand dollars in parts. Like, whatever. Like, you know, that's not the end of the world. So, I mean, that's how I look at most things. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, like, I mean, I guess now that I have a wife to support, like, I can be as risky financially, which is like totally fine. Um, I'm not like angry about it or anything. And it's, it's probably like healthy to like not lose every penny on some idea and have to like work back from nothing, which is kind of fun by the way. But anyway, um, but no, it's good. Like I, I'm finding other ways to, uh, to, you know, like take risks and, and learn things and, um, while still being, you know, safe and responsible. So it's, uh, it's a really exciting time to like, you know, I'll work on this watch thing and if it doesn't work out, then, you know, whatever, I'll make something else. So maybe I'll work on that like quantified self thing we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's an, I mean, that's definitely a neat idea. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people are approaching that market and uh, probably 90% of them don't have quite the understanding you do of technology or how to actually execute and build something. But, you know, one thing I like about, um, your perspective, Sam, and your story is what you just said there, which is like to, to work yourself up to something and then lose it all and then work back to it. It kind of, you know, I think having that perspective and having been through that a few times, I mean, we, we said earlier that you're like a professional seller of stuff because you're used to <laughs> just kind of like buying things and getting rid of them and then kind of opening new chapters. But you kind of, you kind of wrestle with life. And I mean, not that you are in control of it because obviously you're not and you deal with the 
hurdles and, you know, constraints and boundaries that you have in different ways than other people. But what you, I think what you've proven to yourself is that, is that stuff and things are interchangeable and they don't really matter quite as much as people let them think they believe, you know, a house, a salary, where you're at, you know, life is what you're going to make it. And you're tougher than, uh, than, than, let's say, not so much the average person, but you're just tougher than life lets you think you might be. Because sometimes we, we, we lie to ourselves that I'm not that strong and I can't bounce back should I lose my house or should I, you know, do whatever and, you know, put this risk out there and, and lose it all. And you've kind of like taken the bull by the horn, so to speak, and just don't look back and, and win. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> there's um, the only way to do it. I don't know I how mean, else like, to do this thing. <laughs> there's definitely like long-term consequences from from certain things. You know, like when I sold my house, I only had my house for six months. So like if you ever purchased a house. Yeah, that's you know, bad. <laughs> owning a house for six months is financially a terrible thing to do. Um, and I was also got, like, got the stimulus package at the time because it was like 09 or something. Um so like I got like eight thousand dollars from the government. I was like, awesome! I like bought an iMac and like a really sweet lawnmower and and whatnot. Yeah, you know? sweet lawnmower. It was a Honda. It was amazing. I love that lawnmower. Um, That's funny. Anyway, it was just a combination of iMac and lawnmower. I, 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 I like tape it on the lawn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but then like I moved and like well crap, and I like had a payment plan for my taxes to like pay back eight thousand because at the time eight thousand dollars was like a huge amount of money to me because um, I was making like you know. I probably shouldn't. Not not very much in Oklahoma land. Um, so, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. And and now, like, you know, I mean, I've had a payment plan with the IRS like a couple times, and like, I'm okay with that. You know, it's like, oh, it's. I mean, it's not a big deal anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. My wife's like, oh man, that's really crazy. I was like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely like, you know, there was a one point after I moved to Kentucky, I had like. I was like, well, I have like no money at all right now. Like I'm completely broke, you know, went from having like, you know, a ton of money invested in Apple and being like super comfortable financially to like totally broke. And, you know, I mean, not that I'm like really rich now by any means or even have like a lot in savings, but it's like, you know, it's easy enough to just like work hard and come back from that, you know, if that's what you want to do or to just stay at the bottom, you know, it's kind of like wherever you'd want to be and. For a while, it was like, you know, I don't really care about anything, really. I just want to, like, be with my, you know, fiancé at the time. You know, so it's like, who cares, you know? And now it's kind of like, well, I want us to, like, have nice things and buy my wife things that she wants. And, you know, like, cool, I'll just, like, work hard and, you know, make some money. So, I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on my work, ethic, my work ethic and, you know, like, if I'm going to work hard or if I'm just going to kind of enjoy life or... I mean, not that they're mutually exclusive or anything. Yeah, you could definitely. I don't know. It would be easy for someone like you to coast. I mean, Absolutely. considering you know, like you had said. So just to put it out there, you you can go to GitHub.com/slash/sofas and use all the software that you've talked about that you use when you go into your consulting gigs to easily do the things you've done that you've done before. You know, so you can <laughs> rinse and repeat. So you can use Sam's code today for free. I mean, he puts it out there, uh, talking to the listeners, but. You know, you can totally coast, but I think one thing that resonates uh, to me about you is that you don't let fear uh, control your decision-making abilities. You know, you might be concerned about 
the next step and the future step you're taking, but you don't let that fear cloud your ability to have good judgment of what you should and shouldn't do and what matters and doesn't matter to you. Yeah. I think it just goes back to like how I make decisions that we talked about at the very beginning. It was, you know, like still a blog it's all... post on that, how I make decisions. That's it. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. I'll have to add that to my list. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all like logic based, right? So it's like, well, I'll think what is the worst thing that could happen? And logically the worst thing that can happen is like, I'll have no money and owe someone some money and have to live with a friend on their floor for a couple of days. Like <laughs> couple of days. whatever, I'll just like go do some contract work and bounce back. You know, it's like, if that is the worst thing that could happen, like the absolute worst thing that could happen, like what's the best that's, I mean, that's not terrible. Like yeah. that, the risks are worth it. You know, I mean, and it's, uh, I mean, obviously being married that the worst thing that could happen is much different. Um, but it's still, you know, it's like there's really no reason to be, like, scared of things. Like, I don't know, just like a, I just approach it and, like, get through it. It's not like, a, you know, this big I have to make a decision. Like, let me take a month and I don't know. Anyway. So I got uh, a couple common questions that I usually ask to, to tail off the show. And we're getting to that break point of, of commuter friendly. So and also you've got a lunch appointment to get to. But um is there anything else you want to mention before I dive into those? Um, no. Shoot away. So I guess in retrospect of the last three shows, this show, things you've talked about, um, someone not so much trying to be Sam, not so much trying to be you, but trying to follow in some of the footsteps you've set forth in, you know, kind of a, you know, attacking decisions fearlessly, you know, kind of, you know, all the things we just talked about in this show, what kind of advice can you give? to someone in that position that maybe you haven't already mentioned in the show. So someone that's looking to do yeah, software development, okay. open source, making something of themselves, you know, not letting life beat them down, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, m- making, um, like making confident decisions, I guess is, like, you know, how we talked about how I make my, how I make decisions is probably, you know, one of the keys to, to how I like run through life. Um, you know, I, I think like, you know, I used, I think my, my Twitter bio is go make stuff. And, and I, I, I really like the, if it wasn't for Nike, I'd be like, just do it. Cause like, right. I love that. Like, I don't, so mean, I don't really like Nike things, but. Like, you know, there's a, a million reasons to not do something, but like, who cares? Like, just, you know, just do it. Like when I was in Texas, I was like, man, it'd be cool to move to San Francisco. You know what? I'm just going to do it. And like two weeks later, I'm moving to San Francisco, you know, like, I mean, and there's real, I mean, and not to say like, you have to make all your decisions like super rashly, but you know, like I think what there is to lose is a lot less than people like think about. So I mean, like the the risks of doing something that could have a huge benefit are, are less than I think people think about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're wanting to get an open source or development or whatever, you know, just 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 do, do it. it. You know. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's funny that you say that because you know, I think in the first show we talked about your perspective of learning, you know, and one way to learn is just to do it, Ryan. You didn't want to take Nike's uh, slogan, but you came up with your own, which is go make stuff. And I think that's very fitting. Yeah. Like, 
you know, if you're wanting to get into like iOS development, you've never programmed ever, like just do it. Google how to make an iPhone app. Google like what's a book to find, you know, like a book to read, you know, like, like just start doing it. Like just, just go and, and do it. You know, even if it's not like the best way to get started, like you're starting and that's better than not starting, you know? So like, yeah, that, that's, that's how I learn like anything really, you know, like, okay, I want to make a smartwatch. Well, crap. <laughs> I need to like find a bunch of electronic components and connect them. So like what components do I need? Like, okay, I'm going to search around for which processor I should get. And it's like, I probably won't even like ship with this one, but I at least need something to learn. So like, I'm going to go learn something, you know? Um, anyway, just do it. So, uh, another question we came up with, uh, on the show, which I think is kind of fitting for you. Um, cause I'm, I'm totally not sure who you're going to say and hopefully I don't catch you completely off guard and you got to think about it for too long. If you do, then we'll give you a minute and you can answer a different question, but we got uh, two more questions. So first one is founder hero. So one thing I think is kind of neat on this show is that, you know, we have some neat people come on and talk about their life and their, you know, every founder's talk is a little different and I think yours have been the most different than we've had on the show. But uh, who's a founder out there that you totally look up to? Could be uh, somebody that's helped you along the way. Could be somebody you've never met. You know, I, I have no idea. But who's a founder hero to you? Hmm. Um. I mean, uh, the first, and not to be like too cliche. I, I, I guess I'll give two, just because I feel bad about this answer. Um. Like I love the the story of of Apple and like him like losing everything and making next like you know totally like lost everything and there's that photo of him like on the floor with just his record player and speakers like in the lamp you know like I love that like that picture of just like I don't have anything and that's okay um, and now I'm gonna go like make something from nothing and like rule the world you know um, like. You know, when, when Steve went and made Next, like, that's still what we're using. That's OS ten. that's, like, iOS. Like, all of that is based on, you know, the Next stuff. Um, I love that, like, you know, lost everything and, and, and came back story, you know, because I've kind of been there a little bit, um, you know, semi by choice, I guess. But um, that's, like, super inspiring, I think. And I feel like Steve Jobs is a terrible, like, answer to this question. Um, why do you let's can we talk about that? Why do you think it's terrible? Because it's just because he's so well known and he's because of you know him recently passing and having such a fame, do you feel like that's why it's a bad answer? I mean I feel like that's like who's your favorite founder? And it's like it's well Steve out. Jobs, of course, you right. know, like I'm talking to you on my Apple computer looking at my iPhone on my desk, you know, like right. you know, it's like oh, well of course, you know. And I mean I guess that makes sense because like the Apple products are so in our culture, you know, it's like right. you know. But um, someone a little less, uh, I don't know. Less known? Yeah. Um, I really look up to Drew Wilson, and I work with him on a lot of projects now, so um, I got to know him pretty well. But, you know, like, the other night he made uh, Namebox in, like, two nights, which was crazy. Like, he had an idea and just, like, executed it and, like, went and made it and, like, put it out there. Um, And, like... That's so inspiring because you can totally just get in the, like, because, you know, we're working on Rune and, and, and stuff together. And he's like, you know what? I really just wanted to, like, ship something big. And we're not really in a s- spot to do that right now on Rune because, like, we're working on other things. And that's fine. So I'm just going to go make something big and, and launch it. And, like, 
I love that, like, just, I'm just going to go do it. Like, there's no reason not to. So um, I think that's really great. Drew has been on the show. He was actually our first uh, two-parter on this show. Uh, big fan of Drew. Yeah. Could uh, He could be a, our, our second three-peat. There you go. I guess we kind of keyed off of some of the stuff, and I even asked you this question a little bit in the show. But uh, you know, what's not so much just what's next, but is there anything secret? Like, do you have any secrets? Anything on the horizon that no one knows about? That um, I guess maybe the smartwatch is one thing, but anything that no one knows that you can mention on the show today? I haven't told anyone about the watch publicly. I've only like sent a couple DMs and text messages about it. So like that's like super unknown. Um, I guess I'd mention I'm working on a physical product, but um, that's what it is. So, um, and if somebody it, wants to kind of, uh, I guess, follow along, do they follow you on Twitter? Is there a mail list they can kind of hitch on to? I know you're pretty public about most things. So, if someone does totally want to be on the beta waiting list to know what's coming next from this, where do they go? Yeah, I mean, I guess just follow me on Twitter because I'll definitely be talking about it when it gets you know, more ready, but I probably won't post anything publicly or talk about it until I get it more, um, at least a prototype that works. Um, I don't know. I, I was kind of, I kind of decided to like, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to follow more of the Apple route and be like, here it is surprise. Instead of like, you know, here is a year of me tweeting pictures of circuit boards. (laughs) Um, which isn't exciting. Well, I so, mean, you were pretty vocal about the ongoing development of Cheddar, so it, it is kind of quite a contrast. Yeah, I thought I might might try it out, especially since it's something I'm like so terrible at. Like, it's gonna take a super long time to like show anything. Like, here's a circuit board that can put a dot on the screen. Like, a month later, well, that's still all I have to show. Like, you know, um, just because it's gonna be such a slow and like boring process. Because um, I mean, for a while, I, I joked with my wife that. It's going to be a messenger bag watch. Like you have to wear this bag with an extension cord to like have this thing on your wrist because it's going to be like so much like electronics. That's fine. Um, I'll have to work on making it smaller once I get it working. But um, yeah, I had kind of thought like until it at least gets to like it can at least fit on my wrist and tell me the time. I probably wouldn't, you know, talk about it a whole lot. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. Um, time will tell. Yeah, indeed. So. Uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. That's all I really have going on. Um, I'm, I'm working on an update for shares. I think I might have mentioned that publicly here. I'm not sure. Um, for, that supports for iOS 7, right? For 7 and iPhone 5 support and iPad. Um, a bunch of people really like it, which is crazy. I don't have any stocks anymore because I sold them all because I went broke. So um, I don't really care about it that much. But people really love it, so maybe I'll work on it. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much just like I'm enjoying contracting and you know when I get a big enough buffer I'll sit down and pick something to work on and work on it. And right now I'm most excited about the watch just because I don't know anything about it. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll be more public about it so I don't get frustrated and give up. So <laughs> I feel like if I like tweet about it then I can't really give up. So maybe I'll be public about it. We'll see. Well, it's it's certainly been a, a long road for us. Um, it's definitely been fun having you back on the show. I'm happy for you and Ellen, happy for your new chapter in life. And um, 
yeah, definitely. Thanks for making the time to to come on the show. And and you know, I said it a number of times. So those who are listening, going back and listening to part one, two, and three, you'll hear me tell Sam just thanks for being open about who you are, what you're up to. Because I think that you know your perspective isn't what I see. Not that it's wrong. You know, I'm not quite as open and vocal about what I'm doing as you are, but our personalities are quite different, but I can appreciate and respect, you know, your perspective towards things. And I think that by you doing that, one has helped you, but two has helped others. Uh, one to learn by doing two just to do it. And three to kind of uh, squash that fear and just start to accomplish what they see is their chapter in life and whatever fits for them. So I think you've, you know, in that, in that light, you've been, um, you've been an inspiration to some people. So thanks for doing me the honor to come on the show and, and share that kind of information. I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Thanks so much. I, I'm not that great about like writing in general or talking about myself in like in great detail. I guess, cause I feel like no one really cares. So there's really no reason to like write about it. Um, so it's, it's good to have like a platform to, you know, um, talk about my life so i appreciate it well that's uh if you're listening and you've listened to part one two and three of sam and you're a fan of sam follow him on twitter use this code on github uh read his blog on rune follow what he's doing and uh all that good stuff but this is episode number 51 of founders talk you can go to 5x5.tv slash founders talk slash 51 for the number 51 to listen you can also listen on other avenues. But uh, Sam, thanks for coming back on the show. To you, the listener, thanks for listening. And uh, I guess uh, let's say goodbye. Great. Thanks so much, Adam. See you. Later, Sam.